This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Now, I would like to congratulate CARP for a big win on behalf of seniors hit hard by extra drug costs we're facing because of the coronavirus. It has caused drug shortages, and so we are all limited to one month's supplies rather than the customary 90-day fills, and that means more co-payments. And those co-payments can really add up if you are on multiple Drugs. So CARP got involved, launched an advocacy effort, and we got some good news from the Ontario government yesterday. Now I'd like to welcome our friend Marissa Lennox, Chief Policy Officer at CARP. Hi, Marissa. Hi, Libby. Congratulations. Well, it's, it, you know, it's congratulations to seniors in the province because they are the ones that will really benefit from this. And, and, and we're pleased to see the Ontario government move in this direction. Um, what we'd heard from our members, I mean, we've frankly been inundated with phone calls and emails from folks saying that, you know, these additional costs through no fault of their own were really having an impact on their lives and forcing them to make very difficult decisions about whether to pay for essential medicines or other necessities in life. Um, and so, you know, we urged the government because ultimately at the end of the day, this was a government policy. Yes, it was, it was recommended by Canadian pharmacists. But it was a government-issued policy, and and so we urged them to cover the costs of these co-payments because they were having such a such a huge impact um, on the financial well-being of our members and on seniors. Okay, so what it is exactly is that uh, anybody over sixty-five, which puts you into the Ontario Drug Benefit Program, won't have to make co-payments until July the first on any prescription of more than thirty days that's being administered in installments. So that is a, a little bit limited. That means if you get a thirty-day prescription from your doctor, you're still going to have to pay the copay on that, right? So, so, so yes. Yeah. So basically, the, the the policy is this. So they will be covering the co-payments for people that were previously receiving sixty or ninety day supplies. So let's take for example a thyroid medication. This is someone who has a thyroid condition. It's a chronic condition, and they'll be on medication likely for the rest of their life. And and their medications being dispensed in sixty or ninety day day supplies. Um, the consequence of this thirty day policy meant that their co-payments had tripled. Um, because now rather than paying once every 90 days or 60 days, they were paying once every 30 days. And so what the government has said is that they will cover the additional co-payments, not the first, but the second and the third, effectively, right up until, you know, July 1st, or really until the policy is rescinded, whichever comes first. We will see this policy lifted. We are starting to see it in other provinces. Manitoba and New Brunswick have already lifted it. Some provinces have have covered have agreed to cover the copayment. Most Atlantic provinces have agreed to cover the copayment in the interim. It does not include people who are taking, let's say, a ten day supply of penicillin or amoxicillin or any antibiotic really for an infection. They'll still have to pay uh, that copayment. They'll still have that copayment attached to it. But that's because they really weren't impacted by this thirty day policy. It's really for those 
that were previously receiving, um, you know, 60, as I said, 60 or 90 day supplies worth of their prescription. Okay. And if it's a new prescription, if it's, if it's written for 60 days, the same deal, right? That's right. And you are, because the way this reads, I thought there would be no copayment, but you're saying there is a copayment on the first 30 days. That's how I understood it. So um, perhaps some clarity is needed there. Um, what I understood is that it would it was really for the second and third. But, uh, you know, let me go back. I'll get some clarity on that one. It's possible if you're going to pick up your prescription for the first time now, because this policy is effective yesterday, it's possible you won't have to pay a co-payment. That's right until June. It really is. It's intended to cover. It's intended to make seniors whole. It's intended to make ODB recipients whole. That's really what the government was doing. And back in May, early May, um, May 1st, actually, they, they launched a consultation. Um, and what the consultation really focused on was, you know, the government was looking at maybe covering one of the two additional co-payments and maybe pharmacies would be left, you know, holding the bag for the balance. Um, they received over 500 responses to this consultation, um, you know, that mostly would have hit local independent pharmacies probably the hardest. Um, a lot of senior complaints as well, saying that they shouldn't be responsible for these additional costs. So I think the government heard them loud and clear and, and really just agreed that until, you know, the, this policy is rescinded beginning of July or end of June, um, that they'll just end up covering the copayments. So it's the government paying for this. The, the pharmacists right. aren't aren't uh, taking any of this on. On. Uh, now, right. we know from other research that actually the uh, demographic that is hardest hit when, in terms of uh, not being able to cover the cost of medication are people who are just before their, uh, the age of 65, 55 to 65. Uh, what about them? So uh, according to this, to this news release, um, individuals who are um, unable to pay for their meds. Maybe they receive an enormous, you know, maybe they have, they have a number of medications that they need to pay for it and they're having, they're struggling to pay for those costs. May be able to qualify for the Trillium Drunk Benefit Program. Um, and from what I understand from the release, they're allowing people to, to uh, have their income reassessed based on the household income. Maybe that's changed. Maybe they've seen a decline in it. And they may be eligible for some financial benefit through the Trillium Drug Benefit Program where they might not have, you know, a, a few months ago. So they're urging people, Ontarians, to reapply if they are ex- experiencing sort of a financial burden um, because of COVID and now because of, you know, having to pay for the additional costs of drugs. So there is that, too. Okay, I'm going to take a call from Rini and Hamilton. Hello. Hello. Uh, has there been any movement on the dispensing fees? You know, now we get a 30-day supply and we pay the fee. We get another 30-day supply, another fee. So we end up paying the dispensing fee three times now. That's, so so that's, that really adds up, especially for drugs that I, are not covered by uh, the OHIP uh, plans or the senior plans. So if you're 65 years and older, you qualify for the Ontario drug benefit, and, th- and that is what the government has agreed to pay for it. In some provinces, um, you know, there's sort of some confusion around um, the what's called a dispensing fee versus a, versus a co-payment. But if, effectively, the cost to the senior has to pay out of pocket when they go to pick up their prescription. That is what the government is agreeing to pay for in Ontario. And effective yesterday until the end of June or July 1st, that will be covered by the province. Now, there are some 
uh, stipulations. I understand you need to contact the pharmacy 10 days in advance to let them know that you'll be picking up your prescription. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that fee that we're we're both talking about here, the fee that you pay, that $6.11 when you pick up your prescription, that will be waived. The dispensing fee. Yeah, because, because there are some drugs that are not covered by the Ontario Drug Plan. Yep, and yes. I don't think you get a break on those, right, no. Marissa? It's just no, no. this. No, you don't. You pay the full amount for those. Yep, that's right. That's right, and th- and that will continue. Uh, has anybody sent this over to Premier Ford's uh, gouging snitch line? Because this is obviously gouging, especially gouging. Of seniors. Uh, I don't. These are these are approved uh, copays or dispensing fees. Uh, I don't think that you can call them gouging. They're they're. It's just a matter of how often they were paid out, and this is what the government decided. Um, thanks for your call. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think to call it gouging is is a bit much. Yeah. So uh, again, I, I think you know it's a difficult time because people have have seen increased costs associated with COVID, and and you know many are having difficulty paying for things that they otherwise would have paid for. But really, the focus of this program is to really compensate um, the increased costs associated with something that is directly related to COVID nineteen. Um, so seniors saw an increase in the cost of co-payments because there were fears over uh, supply chain shortages and a hoarding mentality. And so what the government yeah. did is they implemented this policy. And so they're compensating for that decision. That's what this is about. Okay. I'm going to take one more quick call. Uh, Joan in Burlington. Hi, Joan. Hi. Um, I Oddly enough, the pharmacy I go to, uh, the, uh, so far they have prorated the mm-hmm. dispensing fees. Now, one prescription, I, I went to pick up two prescriptions. Uh, one was like the full prescription for 100 capsules for 50 days, which is almost the two months. And for the two prescriptions, they only charged me $2.37 instead of the 4 So I called them up and said, I've been undercharged. And she says, oh, well, she said, this is the way the computer is spewed out all the information now. Okay, Joan, thanks for that. That's a nice pharmacy. Uh, well, and, and, and we do know that some pharmacies have, in advance of this decision having been made by the province, some pharmacies were, were taking steps on their own to actually support seniors and reduce those costs. For them, because you know, in a lot of ways, pharmacies were you know they're on the front lines and they were bearing a lot of the frustrations, um, and in some cases, criticisms from patients who were feeling like this was a pharmacy issue. Um, so I do know Rexall, as an example, was one of those pharmacies that ended up covering two thirds of the costs of copayments for seniors. Just a goodwill gesture. Yep, that was very nice on their part because uh, you know when they're dispensing it once a month, they're you know. That's a labor cost, right? right. Uh, so, uh, Joan, thank you for uh, sharing your nice pharmacy with us. And, Marissa, what would you like to leave us with on this? No, just that, you know what, we're, we're glad to see the Ontario government move in this direction. And, and a, a big thank you to all of our CART members who, make this, who made this happen because, um, you know, we, we act on your behalf and, and we hear you and, and we worked hard to get, to get this done. So I'm glad that I think it's a good day for seniors. Okay. Marissa Lennox, Chief Policy Officer at CARP, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me, Libby. Take care. Okay, you too. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.